This is episode 364 for March 2015. And if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd like your help to ensure that we get more episodes turned out in the future by helping us pay the bills of the bandwidth costs, which aren't cheap. Uh, log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look on the right-hand side for a button that says Support This Site via PayPal. And you can uh, help us pay the bills. I just paid a big one in March. So I'd appreciate your help to build some more uh, money up in the pot to pay the next bill that comes up. Appreciate it, gang. Let's get on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers. Welcome to our review, Amazing Spider-Man review episode. Let me introduce who we've got on the panel this month. We've got JR. What's going on, sir? I have been and always oh. shall be your friend. I'm so sorry about... Whoa, that was a snort, Ashley. My goodness. <laughs> you made Ashley snort, JR. Congratulations. That was a podcast first. Wow. I do that to all I'm the women I'm pretty sure I warned life. y'all. But. <laughs> I'm, I was sad about Nimoy also, JR. That was really a man. That was I rough. think we all were, Brad. I don't think anybody celebrated yeah. it. <laughs> Okay, now I feel bad. I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing. (laughs) That's true. We're laughing at... Okay. Anyway, it sounded like you were more in the crapper than in a... a, uh, (laughs) Than a tank filled with uh, warp gas. Anyway. Warp gas? It's called radiation, Brad. (laughs) All right, well... Should we do this intro again, or should I just keep going? No, if I do it again, I'd keep, I'd lose Ashley's snort. I'm keeping it in. All right, Ashley. Speaking of that snort, hello, Ashley. What's going on? Uh, I promise I don't hate Leonard Nimoy or Star Trek. But okay, good. I'm doing super. But have you have you seen many episodes of Trek? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, there you go. And we have Michael. What's going on, Michael? Live long and prosper. And um, I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit, you know, kind of rough and everything. I've been sick for for about a week. And well, you caught what JR had, yeah. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> we were we were kissing. Even though he, Mike wasn't on the show last month. <laughs> That's right. I <laughs> it was a site it, it it transferred across across the country basically is what it did. He blew go. it he blew it he blew it on the wind and he downloaded <laughs> I really blew it, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh good lord. All right. And George, what's going on, George? I'm laughing at the superior intellect, Jomo. Oh <laughs> go. Well you'll Very never nice be a prince with power over millions. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Uh, let's start with iTunes reviews. Oh, uh, yeah, we haven't had any in two months. All right, let's move on. To, is, that a, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. We had that slew. You know, we had that slew of re- well, really no, good I, ones. I, I went throughout the, the continents looking for iTunes reviews. Yeah, and then we had that period where you ignored every other country for months. <laughs> and then we had to catch up all in one big thing. And, and I caught up, caught up in one big episode, and then I went back to the United States, and nobody's written anything since January. So feel free to log on to iTunes Type in Spider-Man and... Wait, I thought, that, I thought that Caramel Center thing, I thought that was from uh, February. Nope. We haven't had anything since January. That, again, that may be a good thing. We, nobody called you racist, George. Yeah, no, yeah, no one attacked me in, uh, in iTunes comments. <laughs> I think since I was on the, off on the podcast last month, there would be more iTunes reviews coming in, but, you know, well, well. <laughs> nope. 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 All right, this episode, three issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 14, 15, and 16. We're going to start with number 14, where we wrap up Spider-Verse with Ashley. Take me through that that episode, that issue. All right. Since 
some of the fates that be decided that I get to review this issue again. I had to read it again. I was miserable. <laughs> you know, you know I, I didn't realize that the Black Cat took uh, so much precedent in issue 16. So, in hindsight, probably would have given you a 16. Well, she, had her, she had her own story in 16, Brad. Exactly. She did. The one that we demanded. Yep. Here, hold on a second. I'm going to open iTunes and write a bad review about George. But go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> go ahead, Ashley. Take me to the end of Spider-Verse. Finally, it is upon us, even though we have an epilogue next issue. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, we open on the streets of Loom World. Where Jess and Gwen are fighting off the the attack goblins that are apparently some more pets of the inheritors. Because we had a shoehorn in every every Spider-Man villain to turn into their pets, I guess. I don't know. But then they're joined by the rest of the Spider-Gang. I can't even remember which one it is or who's there. We got Spider-Ham. We have Mayday. We got Auk. And we got Peter. Some other people. And they come in... Spider-Gwen is being beset upon by the goblins, and Peter, of course, rushes to try and have everyone save her, but she spouts out, you know, I can save myself, and she kicks the goblin's ass, and he finally, I guess this is just the moment where he acknowledges that, oh, you're not my dead girlfriend, you're your own person. Brian? Which, sure. <laughs> Didn't sit well with you, huh? Yeah, yeah. No. I think some found it like to be a triumphant moment. It's like, oh, yes, Spider-Gwen can take care of herself. And it's like, you're all wasting time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, and speaking of wasting time, we're back in the sewing room with all the... <laughs> the sewing orders. room, I love it. Yeah, the, the sewing, sewing chamber. Room. Yeah, sewing chamber is what I wrote down. Nice. But we have... Demos or Demos or you know, the big dumb one whining about how the prophecies <laughs> aren't perfect and you know what his their father's dead so the prophecy you know doesn't make sense anymore so it's all meaningless and doesn't mean anything because apparently that is what it was prophesied that he wouldn't outlive his father but he did so he's all yeah. caught up in despair <laughs> about this but. Uh, I guess this is how they decided to introduce the fact that Solus is now trapped inside of some kind of little rock candy thing that houses his soul <laughs> and all his entire essence, his thoughts and feelings and everything. But he's trapped inside that crystal because what's it, Genix's cloning factory is destroyed. So because of this technicality, the prophecy still stands and, you know, they can go on and, you know, nothing's changed. So we go to Moreland, and he starts making their sacrifices. He stabs Kane in the... Uh, in Whoa, the, long pause. What, where does he stab <laughs> so, him? Well, listeners were like me. Where did he stab him? with a bunch of legs, so it's... Stabs oh, him in, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Welcome to the, welcome to the weekend, folks. Stabs him in a place where there aren't ouch. any legs. And so... <laughs> the weaver is caught. <laughs> the place where there are no legs. Sometimes you want to go where the everybody's no legs. Yeah, very nice. I would say it's also sticky, but you know. Oh, I'm uh, uh-huh. folks. Good night. <laughs> Good night, check please. Uh, wow. Short night. 
Okay. Right. Yeah. So seven minute podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so because he's <laughs> dead now, who uh, the other has now been erased from all existence and will never reincarnate or exist in any form or fashion again. How this Hooray. works. <laughs> Yay, we never have to go through this again. Thank God. Oh, never. God. If only he'd finished it. Yeah. It only cost Silk and a dead baby. So. Oh. <laughs> Is it worth it? Wow. <laughs> That's the cost, huh? All right. But yeah, Moreland catches wise that the spiders are all sitting outside the gates ready to barge in and thwart his plan. So he sends he sends the people that he could be having, you know, help him stab all of, you know, stab all of the, what do you call them, the scion? No, not the scions, but the, the totems, or I can't even remember what they call them. Instead of having them just, like, they could all do it at once, he's like, no, I'm going to do it by myself, one at a time. Okay. And everyone else is going to go try and stop the rest of the spider cast. And just right on time, we have the web warriors arriving. We got Miles, we got Ultimate Spider-Man from the TV show, we got Spider-Bandit. And we have a little chibi Spider-Man. Just realized that. And they take on all of the expendable inheritors that no one cares about or can bother with. We've got the twins, we've got the one... That is trying to rip off Ultimate Black Cat's suit. Oh. Split down for <laughs> naval. Yeah. But yeah, they take them on and they're tucked, they're thrown away into the little corner where they can duke it out. And Peter and the rest of his crew rush in. They find, they find out that Kane's dead, and so Anya is suddenly marching forward claiming that we're never gonna we're not losing one more man today and they throw in a dumb little joke with spider hand there so yeah so what's your thoughts uh, uh, let's go to the pro <laughs> oh well, wait a minute I thought you were done I'm sorry 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 I'm just like trying to keep up here it's okay Ashley he does that to everybody <laughs> I guess I should start you... wrapping this up since Brad's trying to well write actually me. that's when he sends you a little memo in a little box that said you know wrap this up speed up well, with you, Jr., I mail it, and you're still talking when you open it. <laughs> Anything that goes over five minutes, Brad has trouble keeping up with. Yeah. So, so whenever he starts to like, whenever you hear him breathe, that means he's about to try to cut you off. <laughs> it's like being at the Academy Awards, except with way fewer. So I'm the orchestra. Okay, got it. Yeah, Brad's the orchestra. Right. Hey, George, blow me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get it, woodwinds? Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that, okay. That's only slightly less creepy than John Travolta, but anyway. <laughs> Listen here, Adima. Thanks for dumbing it down for me there, Jomo. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, come on, everyone's on the edge of their seats here waiting to hear what happens. So. Yes, go ahead. So he goes and he cuts Silk hand, Silk's hand instead of just killing her outright for whatever reason. And then he's about to stab the baby. Oh, no. We can't let that happen. And then... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being very callous, I realize. <laughs> it's a child! Maybe a terrible person. <laughs> may, may. Definitely up for debate. <laughs> but no, Peter comes in and 
Beast whips the knife out of his hands, and they all rush in, call dibs on the two inheritors that are left, and they all try and fight over who's going to take him on, you know, is Spock going to take him on, or no, May wants to, you know, tackle him, so... And there's probably six of them. They could take one, three apiece, but instead of doing that, they just go one at a time, and the other three just kind of stand around, I guess. Uh-huh. And then I forgot. I forgot the part about the Peter Porker, but I, I I'm because it's been several weeks since I've read this one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember what happens. I wish it had remained that way for me. Exactly. <laughs> and then suddenly Karn comes back. So, you know, and if you have been keeping <laughs> up, then you're, you know, you're yeah, $3, absolutely. what, I'm only $9 a week. <laughs> I'm only asking because, you know, this guy is what appeared only once in Amazing Spider-Man since, since this point. Is this the guy with the, uh, this is the, the guy diving who helmet. made the diving helmet? Oh, so yeah. he's been all in the, uh, the book, the satellite books. That's right. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Yeah, so if you didn't read Spider-Verse Team-Up, then you have no idea what happens. And (laughs) shame on you for not, you know, unfolding your wallet. The entire (laughs) of your wallet at the comic book store. Shame. This is your punishment. But anyways, for those who were not keeping up, they managed to to track down Karn and one of the satellites, and they essentially enlisted him to, like, hey, turn against your family and help us. Be a good guy. Which she actually says, I fight on the side of the righteous, which is just, like, two steps away that's from saying, I'm a good guy now. And I think, I swear, they had, like, the same line in a Pokemon movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's very conversational speak, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes, wow. and then, of course, the and Dad beat us, thrown in right after that. I'm like, oh, gosh, just this Man. heart-pounding dialogue right here. <laughs> and so they all... Well, they all go set about to kicking their asses. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're, they're finding the inheritors outside the gate. About to make a comment. Okay, and then just trying to dig through all this, sorry. And then we find out that what... He's returns. He's about to go and kill the, you know, kill Benji and kill the Scion, which he should have been doing instead of, you know, getting wrapped up and trying to fight everyone. But he finally gets, you know, finds his focus again and gets his concentration back, gets back to the goal at hand. But it turns out that Uncle Ben had actually went and switched the Spider Ham and Benji, so he just gets a hoof in the face instead. So they manage. We we see a naked pig. Yes, we have that bit of. Yeah. And I just got through like. trying to get rid of this image out of my head. <laughs> I George, what's it like to see <laughs> naked bacon in your Amazing Spider-Man? It made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Which I felt conflicted about because I like Spider-Ham, but then I thought, you know, Spider-Ham would look good with a apple in his mouth. <laughs> apple, and, you know, with a nice glaze. Yeah, there you go. So that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> And then probably the one actual enjoyable thing in this comic, we get the return of Leopardon. Yay! And he's back, <laughs> and Lady Spider and Miguel have finished fixing him, and, you know, he's all rebuilt, and he goes crashing in. I'm just like, I need a soundtrack for this. I need, like, the best, most English-y J-Rock song <laughs> in the background. 
<laughs> this is I'm I'm gonna play that in with my with my cons later. <laughs> I don't okay, I don't I don't know what music you just asked for, and I'm the one that edits it. What do you t- What do you need? I don't know. Okay, you know. There's always like if you're watching anime, you're watching any kind of Japanese show. There's nope, something always, J-pop. <laughs> something like Japanese always, when pop, you have the basically. big, they start playing like a really, like really heavy, like you know, let's go fight the bad guy song. Like it's really mm-hmm. cheesy if you translate it, but it's like gets you really hyped and just it, yeah. actually, it's actually, great. you have to understand. Brad thinks anime is a psychological disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, George nailed it. Yeah, not from the truth, but man, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, and so they manage to regain the upper hand, and they f- keep fighting. There's just more fighting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more fighting. <laughs> and Mayday manages to take the the Solus's soul gem from Deimos, and she. Suddenly has the revelation that oh this is you know this is soulless I'm holding his life in my hands I can get revenge and but thanks to Spot going in and killing the Weaver she decides that oh no I need to be a hero and I can't I can't kill you know I can't be a hero I can't kill someone and still be a hero. So how does it wrap up? Oh, <laughs> it just it never ends. It never ends. It doesn't. I'm just dying. Well, let, <laughs> well let's go over your let's go over your grade. Let, let you me actually your do. Grade. You sound traumatized. <laughs> you do. You just you just hate it. You sound crestfallen. I mean, like like you're just yeah. like I can't believe I have to go through this again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll try and wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> and then so Morland throws himself at Peter and starts draining him but he's like no this is what I want to have a plan and he teleports him opens up a portal into the radiation world that they'd found before Morland starts dying and getting irradiated and Silk manages to come in save Peter last minute because we're connected and everything ends with them holding each other Holding in each other's arms, lamenting the fact that they can't go at it. <laughs> oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, there's the ending. It's so what's your grade? What do you think? <laughs> just F. Just straight up F. F. Just straight up F. No. Uh, let, let's go around the horn. Mike, what's your grade for it? A D plus, and I'm being generous. All right, George. I also gave it an F. Uh, JR. A D I'll give it a D also. Let's go with some pros. <laughs> Ashley, was, there, was there any pros in your mind? If Not many, if there's an F out of you. Mm, Leopardon. That was cool. I like okay. Supida Man's reaction. Like, oh, you know, of course he's invincible. Like, I expected this to happen. You just, there's no surprise there. That made me laugh because I was like, you know, he was like, you are invincible. And I was like, except for the thing where he got his ass kicked <laughs> and torn into pieces. Yeah. Like an issue before. But other than that, yeah, it's completely invincible. Mm-hmm. It's like he knew all along. Oh, he's just, he's just, you know, he's just resting. He's not dead. He's just sleeping. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mike, any pros out of you? Well, I like Coppell's... You gave it a D, so you must have liked it a little bit better. Well, than I, I like Coppell's art when he was, um, for the first yeah. eight pages. But Maybe that. Because, um... 
Because, uh, yeah, because, I mean, this whole thing, kind of because he's in there, for, and then all of a sudden there's a, you know, because that's, um, Giuseppe Cumincoli comes in, like, halfway through. Um, I kind of did like, um, I sort of did like the, sort of the idea, I actually did kind of like the Gwen scene in the beginning, you know, that's like a nice little nod there and stuff like that, but, um, and there was something else, too, I think it was maybe, I think maybe an, Essentially, that Spidey does kind of, even though it's not really much of a plan, at least he had one, and he's actually doing something more proactive as opposed to what has been going on previously. So, yeah, that's pretty much my pros right there. Yeah. So, JR, any pros out of you? Oh, uh, there's another picture of Haley Atwell in, in here. <laughs> <laughs> That raises it a letter grade for Jr. Uh, it does. Uh, well, maybe the, the one panel, I guess, where I guess it's Black Widow from Ultimate Universe or whatever. Yeah, Black Black Widow, who's like a girl Peter Parker from the Ultimate Universe, and yeah. she she goes and says, "That's it, no more. We're not losing one more man today." And Spider Ham goes, "Or woman," and she goes, "Or woman," and then he goes, "Or pig." Shut up. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I thought that, that was humorous. That got a little chuckle. Yeah, you know, it's like, but other than that, this thing sucked. Mm-hmm. It's hard hard to pay four dollars for a chuckle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I just I well I don't know if we're going to get into the the larger the overall problems with this, but I well, we will in the cons. We will definitely. <laughs> uh, George, uh, George, what's your any pro out of you on this? Uh, it was nice to look at. Aside from that, there's absolutely no nothing redeeming about this goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, your your list your cons. What do you hate about this? Oh part? my god! If I could, I think I could just the number one thing. Was the dialogue? It's just, it's just it's mm-hmm. so simplistic. It's so Saturday morning cartoon. There's this dumb part where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna fight the power, free the world, free every world." And then Spider UK comes along and says, "Well said." And I'm like, "It's three words. How's that well said? There's nothing <laughs> well said about that." <laughs> like honestly, this is probably one of the worst synopsis I've ever done, and I'm sorry, but it's like every time I look at the page, I'm just like drawn in to the horribleness, and I just have to relive it. And I just had to take a moment every single time to just to just digest. This, the Ashley, did this comic give you PTSD? <laughs> no, Are you probably. traumatized by this? Like, legitimately, do we need to get you some help? <laughs> oh, poor thing. Lay down the couch and tell me your problems. What's, what's, <laughs> like we're we're in an episode of The Sopranos. I'm used, yeah. I'm used to shit like this happening since like the '90s with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I understand this may be a new phenomena for you. Ashley just got crapped on by a spider crossover. Congratulations, we all get one <laughs> or two or three or four. This, like, I didn't know you guys did hazing. Is this my hazing? Like, am I am I part of the group yes. now? I've proven myself. <laughs> I think it was Brad. Spider yeah. I think it was Brad ways of hazing you to make you review it. Yeah. No doubt, yeah. No doubt. Well, but welcome to the club. Yeah. So we got the the awful dialogue. There's just constantly like conflicting tones. Like, are we taking this seriously? Is it supposed to be dark? Like, we have you know, a, a, they're threatening to stab a baby. Like, this is some serious stuff. Like, it's kind of messed up. But then we just have all these tiny little like jokes, like like juxtaposed with these serious all over moments. The place, isn't it? And then just the way it ended, it's like really, oh, you know, Peter had, I don't know, however much of his life force drained away, which, what does that mean? Is he just tired? Are these years taken off of his life? I've always kind of wondered. 
I don't get that either. Yeah. What other storyline can you have the threat of killing a child with a talking pig? <laughs> when you say it out loud, you know how idiotic that sounds? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, you know, my biggest con was the very last page. Our wimpy Spider-Man is back. Oh, he's, being yeah. he- he's being held and, and coddled uh, by the uh, ever-so-fans-demanded-it silk. And this all this like he's like oh Cindy honey I'm like where did this well, hell, come yeah. from apparently spider pheromones are grounds for a relationship now I was just like oh my I, mouth was just gaping when I, I, took, that, I took that as kind of slot uh, slot doing the middle finger at, at fans reading the book hmm. I really think because so. it's so overt and out of nowhere I mean it's like they haven't even really we we haven't seen this in several issues well since silk wandered around the spider-man you know looking to knock boots with somebody but we haven't really seen the two of them you know go at it again or or get close again and so finally we have it here where they're where they're holding one another and it's like you know marvel knows marvel knows like people are like asking why is this character even popular oh the character's not popular it's manufactured and I think this is kind of Slot's way of saying, you know what, if you don't like it, up yours. Here's, here's some more of it. You know, it's like, like pushing. so dumb. Oh, it is. It's, it's horribly dumb. It's, it's contrived, and it's just lousy. It's lousy. And just the fact that it's like, okay, we had our great big battle, and oh, oh, are you horny? Yeah, I'm horny. So, <laughs> as I lie here, See, half dead in your arms. In, but let's cuddle instead, you know. And of course, yeah. he's got the, of this, course, it's got the candles in the background for added schmaltz. So, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a big Spider-Man battle that he just went tooth and nail, and and he's celebrating. What's what's a storyline like that? How do how does how does a good Spider-Man storyline end after a huge battle? What does our hero do? I mean, oh, can you name gosh. one? He goes to I mean, Disneyland. He yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, usually he he comes back and crashes on the bed, or he or he uh, goes he goes know. home and pays bills. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He, exactly. He hops out of the Beyonders thing with Kirk Connors, like woohoo, done with that. You know, I mean, just he doesn't like oh Cindy, hold me. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do that. I mean, that's not the Amazing Spider-Man. That's the beat down Spider-Man. I mean. That's the unamazing Spider-Man. If anything, mm-hmm. oh, I just, I just hate it. What, a, what an awful note to end a bloated crossover on. Mm-hmm. Is that I just and hated a that bloated issue. My God, oh, there's mul- so much yeah. going on all at once. So many tiny little things they're trying to resolve that didn't really need to be resolved. It's like oh, oh it- well, that's oh. because well, that's because that's because I think part of it is because what was the big problem with this crossover from the beginning? It's because they tried to deliver the promise of. Every, every single Spider- Spider-Man ever, and that, and then so when we got to the end, oh, we got to rush everything. That's why we got this scene with um, where we, we, we this out of nowhere thing about um, you know whatever genics and everything. It's like, oh look, uh, Deimos, I have this Kryptonian crystal with your dad in it. You know, like like uh, Georgia, you were you Georgia, you were basically saying that earlier. Like it's like, oh, what, what is uh, was Deimos like the long lost brother of Joel or something? Because yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw the crystal, I I heard the, the Superman music in my head. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I even whistled it during Ashley's review at one point. He'll 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 put the he'll put the crystal in some glass tubes and then and then and then and Deimos will appear the floating head going. Here's the a, son will become the father. The father. Wouldn't it son. be a, a better <laughs> a better written story if you focused on like maybe four Spider-Man? Well, I, I, spider, I, Spider-Man. I would think and, it would be like. And don't you, well, actually, one I was second, thinking one like second, okay, one second, okay, one second. 
we focus on four Spider-Men, mm-hmm. and at the end, we wrap it up with every Spider-Man ever fights That's even together. Part. It would? Yeah. It wouldn't be spread out over six months. So no, it, it, it wouldn't uh, be. Well, the thing, the yeah. funny thing is about this, this is supposed to be this epic fight with all these Spider-Men there, but if you look at the yeah. pages, you don't really even get the sense of that, because you don't really get a sense of how the scale and the size of what this battle is. It's just because there's all these little, you know, you just see these occasional flickers, and it's like, oh, you'll see them, maybe some things in the background, but the sense of, it's, it's, I mean, there's supposed to be this kind of, ma- you think that all these Spider-Men, there would be this massive group shot of all of them coming in and stuff, but no, there isn't. The uh, the one thing it did was it spread the brand so thin we we mm-hmm. lost concentration of the one that we care about. Oh yeah, 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 but the, the, yeah, but the main book's done that for two years now, Brad. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, Jr. I want to get into your what, what's the overall big problem you you were saying. Well, I I guess your biggest con. Well, <laughs> con anyway. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I'm going to seem really ignorant here, but I just completely missed the point of all of this. I mean, mm-hmm. why were the inheritors so intent on wiping out the spiders? I mean, it was like, you know, they were, you Wouldn't know, they, they, starve? They, were, they were their food supply for a while. You know, I mean, I can understand them wanting to, you know, to hit the buffet with each stop on off the multiverse exit ramp, you know, but... You know, but one of us all of a sudden when they become such when do they become such a threat they all had to be eliminated, you know, and when do they all have to be chowed down all at once with such urgency? And <laughs> what is all the mumbo jumbo about the thread, this? And I, I did, you know, I don't get it. I, I really didn't get what was going on. They actually did provide an answer for that. I think it was they had they used the master weaver and forced him to look into the future and tell him what was going to happen and stuff and there's some prophecy revealed that mm-hmm. was one of the spiders to overthrow their family so they like yeah, oh, within wipe a thousand them all years out. or something like within a thousand now, was that was that said in the amazing book yeah that was I, actually in issue oh, 13 okay. i think wasn't it okay yeah but yeah, well, it was still. But even, I overlooked that too, yeah. Jr. Don't worry. Well, I, I and just, Uncle yeah. has been to focus on in that one. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Well, uh, this this crap is so hard to follow to begin with. Yes. Because the pace is so goddamn frenetic. It's it, it's it's like trying to read a comic book that was scripted by by uh, by Robin Williams with ADHD. And the Tasmanian was devil was also writing it. You know, I mean. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, by you the way, gotta underst- you kind of got to understand. You kind of, I mean, you kind of got to understand the motives of the bad guys. I mean, to for there to be any kind of sense of urgency about you know whether or not the bad guys are going to win or how the good guys have got to stop them. But it was like, what are these guys really up to? What are they? It's I don't know. It was. They, it sounds like it's slot might be an idea man, but an ex- execution. Oh, an event. An event is so far beyond his scope. And, and then, you know, these guys were so tough to beat, you know, I mean, they, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they took out Captain Universe Spider-Man, who was supposed to be the most powerful being in, you know, the multiverse or whatever. And then they all get their, you know, they all get their asses handed to them and webbed up just like they were, nor- you know, like they were regular supervillains here. And Kane took them out with a tendril. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> and by, Captain Universe couldn't. Oh, and by the way, remember on a previous podcast what I said about, the Spider-Girl's parent storyline for a quest for revenge and how she was going to have this scene where she would have one of these demos or something inherited on the ropes and, you know, she would stay her hand. And what do we get here in this one? It's like, oh, I am my, I am Mady Parker, daughter of Spider-Man, and I don't, and I won't 
kill you. I won't seek vengeance, only justice. It's like, wow, you, you kind of could see her whole storyline was kind of obvious and predictable the whole way through. And it, it and and also, oh, was speaking of Leah Parton, George. I mean, I mean, uh, your com- I mean, that comment about how you know where. Where, where Miguel and, and, and Lacebar, where he says, oh, sorry we're late. We had to patch up this guy with some future tech. And oh, your, yeah. comment was, uh, your comment was just spot on. about what Oh, yeah, my comment was, if by future you mean 1895, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's what... And, 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 yeah, let me, let me go ahead, because let, let me pick it up here, because that, uh, this is a point I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the whole thing with Leopard, with Leo Pardon, okay, that... There was like a two uh, a two issue span of uh, uh, twenty ninety nine, which I'll, which we'll cover on the satellites later. But um, and the and number eight especially was just a fantastic issue, right? Yeah. Told a great story where they were they were back in eighteen ninety five. They were fixing Leo Pardon again in eighteen ninety five. Dan Slott and. And they were battling the sinister or the the six men of sinistry, mm-hmm. and it was an epic story, you know. And and the entire time Miguel is like, "Look, these dudes are susceptible to radiation." He finds out that uh, the auto from that timeline has a radioactive um, uh, power supply in his heart, in his arm, in his tentacle harness. He gets that, and he's like, "Oh!" He even tells uh, Pete, "He's like, yeah, we're we're planning something big for these dudes. Don't worry, I've got a, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a special surprise for them. Something big's coming your way as soon as we get all this done." So he and Lady Fi- he and Lady Spider fix this again in 1895, not Future Tech. That's 1895, and yeah. uh, even though it's steampunk, and 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 basically the entire culmination of that plan was Leo Pardon grabs a guy. <laughs> the entire the entire fruition of that was Leo Pardon grabbed who is that? I don't know. Is that the guy that killed Spider Monkey? Killed I, one guy who knows. I, yeah, I think it might be actually. He killed he literally grabs one dude <laughs> and that is the sum of what happens is he grabs a guy. I think Dan Slot just really hates giant robots. No, Dan Slot doesn't know how to do an event. And he shouldn't be he shouldn't ever be given the you know the position where he's he's heading this thing up because clearly he, he can't keep track of what's going on in the ancillary titles. I actually I don't know. I mean I think it's because he's not writing it. He just doesn't give a shit. You know <laughs> I I think that's part of it. Nick Lowe, I mean you know the editor. This is something that an editor should catch, but it's something that fell to the cracks here because it was something I noticed. I was like because this, the the twenty ninety nine stuff that was that was all I was reading about all, of all the ancillary crap. That was it. The one yeah. thing I chose to follow culminated in someone grabbing a guy. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that was. I mean, I read that and it was. It, it made me roll my eyes, and I was like, they, you know, they didn't even read, you know, what Peter David was doing. Oh no! So I, oh god, it was it was awful. I feel like there's a similar point. moment where, uh, well, it was when they when, you know, Miles Morales came in. And he says, you know, they jump off, and he says something like, "Adults are stupid. Don't listen to adults," or something like that. I'm like, yeah. that 
yeah, that's totally in character, I, I guess. Right. <laughs> never trust anybody over 30. Uh, yeah. Or never yeah. trust never trust a big button to smile. That all. Oh, and then, then we got a what about the now what about that thing about where Spock kills the uh, master weaver there and how everyone's all shocked, shocked that a villain would actually kill well, that's, somebody. That's next issue. No, it's actually this one. Isn't it? No, that's right. Yeah, I I yeah. lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. One thing nobody touched upon that I just I groaned was the swapping of the naked spider pig. Yeah, that didn't, yeah, it's because the plan it was there is supposed to be like he's the uncle has been gets Benji out of there while the others distract him. So what part of this plan required Spider Ham stripping down to his birthday suit going in the web? Um, nothing. And and the baby weighs a lot more than the damn pig, and it just doesn't whoa, make whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, you you would think a baby would weigh more than the pig? No, I'm sorry. The pig weighs more than the baby. It's and and that just doesn't make any sense. It's also I mean, equally bad because uh, Benji is actually wearing a jumper. He's not actually are, naked. These if are you know, look at the art can, thing. These are yeah. people that can smell you from across time and space. Space, yeah. But he can't smell bacon in his hands. But he yeah. can't tell that he's holding a pig. Right. That was just dumb. I just like really. You just want to see a naked spider pig and get a laugh, and also get a pig out, pig in a blanket joke is basically that's all. That's oh, all. That's, that's all it was set up. For. Oh God! Yeah, that is true. I didn't. Yeah, and of course there's and I like I told you guys off the podcast about how this issue has uh, Peter Parker do his uh, Batman uh, Batman invitation basically, where where with this plan for getting Moreland to the radioactive world, and it's basically like, oh yeah, it's like it's, you know to quote Batman, it's like I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you know that moment where he basically tells Moreland to kind of run for the bunker. Okay. You need to do you need to do more Batman from here on out. Yeah, please. I do. demand it. I demand you do more Batman. The fans demand. Oh God, that was pretty good. And, and here's a, here's another thing that bothered me. And I guess maybe, yeah. maybe this it's only me because I have such a bloodthirsty law and order type fixation or whatever. But to me, there's no way you let the inheritors live. I mean, this 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 good guys don't kill stuff. You oh, know, yeah. if, if we'd had if we'd had that attitude, the uh, east of the Mississippi would be speaking German, and west of the Mississippi would be speaking Japanese. You know, uh, to to reference Philip K. Dick. You know, if we didn't kill the bad guys. Yeah, um, cause, yeah, because he says like oh, he go, when he goes, we're heroes, damn it, and heroes don't kill. Oh, you mean like I mean, uh, Captain America, Wolverine, Thor, Iron Man, the whole you know all those other all the Avengers there. Well, I mean, yeah, well these are these are monsters. These aren't these are like yeah. you know this, this isn't like you know Doctor Octopus trying to blow up the world or something silly. I mean, oh no, these, yeah. These people are are monsters. I mean, they're just yeah. they're predators that have have crossed time and space and slaughtered entire mm-hmm. populations. Right. And it's like now, I mean. I, and again, I don't want Spider-Man to kill because that's not what Spider-Man does. That's not the type of hero. You know, the Punisher kills. But uh, this just, I mean, you built these people up to be so horrible, so evil, so bad, mm-hmm. and you had them do such horrible things. And then it's like you knock them out and then you let them, you know, you put them in jail, essentially. Uh, that just really, it really didn't feel right. It really did. And for May to say, "Oh no, I don't kill," you know, it's like, oh, "No, no, no, no." What if one of these dudes had slaughtered my family? He couldn't die yeah. slowly and painfully enough. Right. You know, it it yeah. just like I said, you, you know, we we don't want Spider Man to be a killer, but there just is really something wrong uh, when you do, and it's kind of like the thing with Carnage, and you know, that I gripe about Carnage. You build it up to be so bad, so evil, and really you only create, logically, you only you only create one way out, 
and and then when you don't take right. it, essentially, you know, you uh, it feels it, wrong. Yeah. Exactly, you feel cheated. So. And, and that's that's like Ashley was talking about the tone of this book is just all over the place. They're so bad, yet there's the, we're dealing with pigs in a blanket, and we're dealing with it just it's all over the place. Well, you know, going back to what Jr. said, uh, Brad. Yeah. When Karn switched sides, and suddenly everybody was like, "Yay, Karn's with us now!" And I'm like, "How many people? How many of your people did this dude just straight up murder?" Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, we're talking like, what is it? How long have they been doing this? How long has this story last? Days? Decades. It's like, uh, no, it's, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm talking about actual time, not how it feels. Yeah, I think they say I mean, a few days, like when they bring it up later, like, oh, well, you're gone for a few days. Isn't this a classic example of making the characters do what you want in the plot without a, a good explanation of why? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, this mm-hmm. is, yeah, yeah. I mean, this. I mean, he just did that so he could have. Him, a guy at the end, switch. We don't have any motivation. I mean, it just doesn't feel right. No, no, at all. No, it's it, this is all this, good. This, well, is, this is this is this is this is the plot drive making the character, forcing the character exactly. to do something rather than the, the characters driving That's the plot. Right. Exactly. It's, a, it's a clumsily told story by somebody with something like this really exposes someone's strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I. You know, I mean, I know Slot's getting a lot of praise for this, but there, there are so many ugly scars all over this thing. Mm-hmm. From, from where CBR is it? CBR again? That's praising no, this C- story. <laughs> Did CBR give the give this one a a, a bad grade? Somebody gave this one. Newsarama gave this uh, to a five out of ten, I believe. Yeah, that's Neff. Yeah, that, five that's out of, no, Brad. Five out of ten is a C, Brad. No, it's a fifty percent. That's, that's an F. Or, no, a fifty percent. A fifty percent would be a D, I think. No, Brad. A, 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 I got enough fifty percent in school to know that's an F. Brad, <laughs> a fifty percent is an F. A sixty percent's a D. A seventy percent's a C. A eighty percent's a B, and a ninety percent's an A. I, I don't think that that that's probably what they were wanting to do. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but it, but you got, but you got to remember this is Newsarama. They net they barely ever have given Dan Slott's Spider Man grade anything below a seven in the past. So 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 you think their five out of ten is average? Yeah, I think uh, when they're doing it on a on a on a five. Yeah, I think they're trying to say it's uh, the middle no. of the uh, I don't think so. But what? Okay, uh, I'm going to CBR right now. Let's see what they CBR was was the same thing. I think CBRs was like. Three out of five, which Brad would say is an F. <laughs> they gave one, two, three, and a half out of five. What? <laughs> now, you've got to think, for CBR to do that, because CBR is already heavily biased towards Marvel. So for CBR to give that grade, think of what, think of what the grade really is. It's like you have to, you have to adjust for the, for the polling of a certain side, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so it was probably, so the, in reality, it's probably lower than that, but they can't go. You know, they're so. I mean, that's a that's a seventy percent. Yeah, that's a C. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's correct. That would be a, that would that would I think that would be correct. Yes. So if someone turned this in for a classroom assignment, it would pass. Oh, oh there'd be there'd be there'd be red letters all over it. Here, here, since I'm on CBR, I'm, they gave the same letter grade to issue number thirteen. Let's go up to the one we're uh, going to review next, which is number 15. Let's see what CBR gave it. Oh, they gave number 15 three out of five. Three, ooh, so it's even lower. 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. All right then. Wow. I, I, did something happen? So this one's a, this one's a D. All right. CBR says this is a D. Let's. Who's reviewing this one? Let me see. Oh, that's no, number fifteen. Yeah. Is that you? Yep. Okay. Take me through it. Okay. Well, we open up back at the after the big epic battle in Loom World, and all the spiders are going home, and and you know, and of course we get a moment between Mayday and Peter. And she's once and she says, "Oh, I'm apologizing for all the st- bad stuff I said about you not being my real dad, and that all you guys were phonies, even though it's technically true." Um, so then, and so, and then Peter's like, "Oh, you, you know, you were, you, you were great and everything. So, and you were spectacular and all that stuff." And so, Mayday goes goes uh, through the portal, courtesy of Spider UK, and so she winds back in her home dimension, and she finds Uncle has been there. And Uncle Hasbin says, oh, and, she's, and immediately Mayday's like, okay, where's Benji? Where's Benji? And, and Uncle Hasbin says, oh, well, he's with these two people. He's with, he's, he's being taken care of by people who really want to see you. And it turns out to be, uh, the people who are taking care of Benji are Mary Jane and her boyfriend, Wes Weston. So, yes, they're alive. So, you know, and, and so, but of course her dad is still dead. And, and um, Uncle Hasbin decides to kind of stay with the family to kind of be what no other uh, ben, ben Parker has ever been before, and that's to be a grandfather. And there turns out that there was only one thing that survived from the fire at their house that Mary Jane happened to recover. And it happened to be Peter's classic red and blue Spider-Man costume. And so she gives it to, um, gives it to Mayday. And so... We get the caption, of course, with Mayday going, My name is May Mayday Parker. I am the daughter of Spider-Man. And today my story begins anew. For I am not a girl anymore. From this moment on, I am, sp- I am Rule 32 Spider-Man. I, I mean, Spider-Woman. So, <laughs> because, yes, she's going to be wearing her dad's costume now instead of the Ben Riley one. So, that's, um, so, anyway, we go back to Loom World. The other spiders are leaving. Miles is saying, gee, uh, telling Peter, why couldn't we hang out more? I wish we could have hang out more. Well, don't worry, Miles. You'll get plenty of time for that during Secret Wars. So, and as they're, and as uh, you know, most of them are leaving, there's a big, all the spiders are getting this blaring spider sense. They're, it's all being triggered. And then they're like, well, what's going on? And Karn's like, it must be coming from the throne room where the great web is. The great web is in danger. And they find that... Uh, Spock is uh, basically taking the, ni- taking the knife that Morlun had, which we're going to use for his blood sacrifice, and is hacking away at the web of life and destiny. And you know, and he's saying, uh, and he's essentially proclaiming that you know, I'm I'm not going to be. I know that I'm that at the moment I'm going to be sent back. I'm going to die, and I'm not, and I'm not going to. Um, I will not have. No one will to decide my future, even if it means destroying the entire universe or whatever it is and so and as he's doing this uh we go back and we and you remember um julia carpenter you know how she was in a coma how we pretty much all forgotten about that well guess what we we get after two years we finally get this she finally wakes up out of her little coma and she regained her sight because she no longer has uh madam webb's powers anymore because of otto's handiwork on the doing his little cut in the web. And so then back in Loom World, they kind of think, okay, we got, they, they're thinking we got to do something. And so Spidey tells 
uh, Miguel O'Hara and Spider-Gwen, since you guys are not from the 616, you better get back before your dement, before, you know, you, before all these portals collapse and everything. So, and so they get sent back, and, and, um, and then later on, Spider UK tells, uh, tells Miguel O'Hara, okay, you're going to the 616 circa 2099, even though that's not correct. I don't know what. But, and then as before they go, Spider-Gwen is asking Miguel, says, hey, wait a minute. I want to know how this is going to, you know, I want to know how this is going to end. And Miguel says, oh, don't worry. They're going to defeat Spock. He gets sent back to his back, and then Peter regains his body. And, well, I guess the issue's over, so uh, good night, everybody. Uh, we'll just get to the great right now, Brad. Oh, oh, wait, there's more crap we got to wade through. That's <laughs> Wait, there's more. That's right. we got, we got, uh, we got to go through more. Um, so, anyway, as the spiders are going after Spock, and Peter's still kind of feeling weak because Moreland drained his life force, so he's kind of fumbling around in the webs and web there. Um, uh, Anya Corazon, um, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She manages to take get a glimpse of the, what the blade, and she and because she can speak Totemese, she can read the what there and she can read like the right. There's writing on it, and she like manages to get it away. And they manage to get the blade away from him, and then she reads that on the blade it says, "There will always be a master weaver spinning at the center of the web." And upon hearing this, Silk kind of remembers that Moreland kept calling her um, the spinner at the center of the web. And she's thinking, oh my gosh, this must mean that I have to take over. I'm destined to take over the Master Weaver's job. And be, and, but then the back of the blade also says that only death shall free the Master Weaver from responsibility, which means if Silk takes this position, then she is going to basically have to give up her freedom and have to do this for the rest of her, for all of eternity, and which uh, we're and not thinking, that lucky. Yeah, because I was going to say it was like, wow, this would actually be, this is actually a nice little story arc for her, you know, because it's like, you know, here she was, she's trying to, you know, just free from a prison kind of out of her bunker prison thing for so many for about a decade, and now she has for the greater good has to sacrifice that freedom for you know for the sake of his all, but no, that's not Doctor Who enough. We have to get a little bit more. <laughs> we have to get a lot more convoluted than this. So it turns yeah. out when they go to unmask the Master Weaver, it's they reveal it to be Karn as an older person. That's right. Karn and the Master Weaver are one and the same person from different points in time because somehow Loom World time, in Loom World time has no meaning. We don't. Uh, yeah, somehow with the thing. So Karn and. And of course, I guess this explains why the Master Weaver never bothered to free himself. But it also doesn't explain how the Master Weaver got his built his mechanical spider leg carriage. And I guess it also means he kind of well, Karn was destined to kill his own mom. So yeah, and um, so then so he so Karn unlocks and frees the body of his older self out of the mechanical clockwork harness thing and puts the mask on and put, he becomes the new Master Weaver. Don't you know now, that smelled god-awful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially since, yeah, the guy... Mike, Mike, we lose you? Hello? You there? There you are. Okay, sorry, cut out there. But, yeah, so he's wearing the same... Like, yeah, especially like George said, he's wearing the same pants for, like, how many thousands of years or something? <laughs> So, he's been encased in that ball where he's ball. probably been sweating for a while. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, balls. Yeah, that would be balls. That would be ball sweat, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Probably smell like somebody opening well, up a at dead whale. At least it was lubricating. At least it was lubricating the joints. Apparently, oh, 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 oh I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, all right. while this is going on, P- Spock, this you know, Peter and Spock are like fighting mono a mono because that's kind of the you know, you know, he says, and Spock is telling me we will finally see who is the greater hero, and Peter just kind of you know, he's like, dude, you're you're not a hero. Yeah, a hero would not have risked the fate of the entire universe to save their own skin and something like this. And don't, and you one day, you're going to understand that when you give me my my own body back. And so he just, and you will finally accept that I am the superior Spider-Man. And he gives him a big old roundhouse punch and knocks him down, and he's got him pinned down. And while he does that, Otto's got a little another little trick up his sleeve because he starts whispering to his Anna Maria hologram console, okay. You know, remember the plan that we discussed, and she says affirmative, and she's going to go into sleep mode for a hundred days. Yeah, so we do do do. That's, that's Doc Ox out. That's right. We we you know something. He's up to something here. So anyway, yeah. after he's defeated, the Master Weaver says, "Well, okay, um, reality's now safe." But since the great, since well, oh, excuse me, Karn. Yeah, because Karn is the Master Weaver. That's right. So anyway, I guess we'll call him Karn Weaver or Master Karn or. Well, anyway. So Karn Weaver. (laughs) So anyway, so Karn, he tells them that, well, since the Great Web is kind of in disrepair, this is going you're going to you're not going to have as strong of a connection to it, so which means their spider senses have now been diminished. Again. And so Yeah, Slot's taken a spider sense away a couple times. Well, it's not taken away, Brad, it's just weaker. Apparently. It's a similar plot. Yeah, it's Sorry. a similar thing. But yeah, so he's yeah. and so and so then the Karn says, Well, we're gonna send the, the so cold uh, we're gonna send Otto back to his own time and Otto's like, You can't do that, I will vow revenge and Karn's like, Dude, you already you already took your revenge when you killed my older self, you dumbass. So and so I don't think he called him a dumbass. Well, he calls him a fool, but you know <laughs> he's a you know, he's a you know, he's a, it, essentially um and he also says that, and conveniently enough, uh, once if Spock time travels, he, this will scramble. This will basically scramble his brain so much that he'll have no recollection of what happened. So, except Anna, Anna Maria with the hundred day yeah, count. Yeah, except Anna Maria with a hundred day count. Exactly. So then, yeah. and so Spidey just kind of like, okay, enough of this, and he pushes Spock into the portal, and then we get cut to a scene that goes all the way back to like from Superior Spider-Man nineteen, where. We're right at like hours after uh, yeah. Horizon Lab Labs went into that little time warp thing and disappeared, and then Spock returns. We get a repeat of that, and yeah. then so now he then so then Karn says, "Okay, well I'm going to return you all to your other times. Oh, except for Spidey UK, Spider UK, because your dimension has mysteriously disappeared. It's just gone." And then and of course we get a plug from this point for. Marvel's next upcoming event, which is Secret Wars, because it turns out that this Spider UK's dimension was the the result of an incursion, you know, with the two different Earths literally colliding together and being destroyed. And so he's, and so now he's like, oh, I should. He's like, and of course we, he can't be Spider Man without the patented guilt. So he has, oh, I, I should have been with the other Captain Britain Corps solving this problem instead of being with, instead of helping out the other spiders and. And all the other spiders are like, oh, it's okay. You were a great help, really. And and so then 
he decides, oh, and then, and then Cindy goes, decides to ask one question, wait a minute, what about all those inheritors that we sent to that radioactive world? Aren't they, don't they have to feed off spider totems and everything? And Karn's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. You see, they can, our kind can feed off of any, any totem animal. And besides, they'll have plenty of food. And so it shows them eating these, uh, the, um, I guess, the mutated spiders, because those are the only life form that exists in that irradiated world. Yeah, key word being that, that the spiders are irradiated, and since the, and since the uh, inheritors are allergic to radiation, they're kind of eating like the equivalent of basically canned goods. They're uh, 10 years past their expiration date, but we'll, 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 we'll ignore that. Um, <laughs> and Hopefully then, they all die. Yeah, hopefully so. All because die. that means we never have to go through anything like this again ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Karn's and then, still alive. What? Karn's still alive. <laughs> yeah, but he's all balled up and can't make babies now. Whoa. He's not destined to, remember, because his older self is going to get killed, because he, he knows this. So yeah, see, and he can't yeah. Well, don't... Yeah. Don't forget about Kane. Kane. Oh, kinda... I was going to get into that because because yeah. here is like, oh man, Kane's dead for like the fourth time, and oh man, I I wish Day he was my lie. brother. Yeah, he's like, oh, I should, you know, he deserved to go be- out better than that, and and so then, and by the way, and after that, he says that Spider UK decides, well, since we got to milk Spider Verse for all we can, I'm going to stay here in Loom World, and. Anya's going to say, yeah, I can stay here in Loom World, too, because I can speak totemese, and I can be a very big asset. And so, <laughs> so then, so then um, Karn's like, well, it's settled then. You guys will be the protectors of the web, the great web of time and destiny. And we get, of course, a plug for the Spider-Verse Secret Wars series, you know, that will be coming out in, in stores this June. And so finally, he, they, get, they send Spidey... Uh, Spider Woman and Silk back to their home time, and and Karn, Spider UK, and and Anya are going to go off and rest. But wouldn't you know it, a hand burst out of the other's body. So yes, folks, Kane is alive again. Um, Just happy he doesn't have to be in the new world. Yeah, that's man. true. Yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah, so much for him. <laughs> I guess, and of course, yeah. not that we, not it was any big loss or anything for the new warriors, but. Uh, so back in the so they're back in the one six back in Earth one six one six, Spidey's like think you know they're all glad to be home and Spidey's like you know what, I think I learned a valuable lesson today because because of my because of because of my thing about how oh all my statements about how I don't know what to do I don't understand what's going on, Cindy Moon can you help me or run away run away I think I now have the have the strength and confidence to be a leader of my own company that I've never felt before. So I think I can kick on the world now. And he's like, because, yeah. And so, of course, we all know that that company is probably not going to last very long in the future, but we'll, 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 we'll ignore that. So off he swains. He says goodbye, Silk and, and, and Jessica. And he goes off. And, and as he swings off, he says, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to ever handle the small stuff ever again. And, Oh, look, then he hears a cry for help, and he stops a purse snatcher, and he says, well, who am I kidding? There's everything. No, there is no small stuff, and that is mercifully the end of right. this thing. Great, sir. Uh, same as the last one, D+. Um, again, sure. yeah, so you want me to go? Let, let, 
No, let's go around the Four, horn for yeah. grades. Ashley, what, Ashley, what's your grade on it? D minus. It's just mm. dumb. Yeah. So JR? I gave it a D. And George? I also gave it a D. I'll round it out with the D also. Mm-hmm. Pro, pros, what did we like, Mike? Um, I guess Cam, Cam, Cam and Coley's art was all right. Um, and I think at least I like the fact that Peter was able to kind of finally tell Otto off about how he's no hero and punch yeah. him out and stuff. I mean, that's like, I mean, it's kind of like the second rematch that they had, and it's actually a little bit more gratifying um, this time around. Although this kind of, it, I don't think Peter would say that he would be the, 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 the that he acknowledged himself that he's the superior Spider-Man to Otto, but, and. Yeah. He really didn't lead in this, which was, yeah, a, or a con. How can he? I don't see how he can come from that fight with all these spiders around him. That he, he's like, oh, I let all these guys around. I can do anything. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, what? And, yeah, and, what? and I think, and even though, like I said before, about the Mayday storyline was very predictable and and kind of yeah. and all that stuff. It is kind of a nice, way, kind of a nice little coda. Dana sort of appropriately bittersweet, although her kind of donning her dad's costume and stuff now because she's going to be Spider Woman instead of Spider Girl or something. I think. There's some some people I know in the comment section when I wrote my review kind of took umbrage with with that development because they kind of felt like it kind of robbed her a little bit more of her own identity a little entity and such. But um, yeah. anyway, I kind of read okay and stuff like that. In fact, so, yeah. but let's go around the horn for any more pros. Do we have any? I really like that moment, just like at the like Mike said, the coda for for May Day where. Uh, uncle has been holds Benji in his arms and says, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll be something that no Uncle Ben has ever been, the grandfather. I'm like, that That melted mm-hmm. a little layer of ice around my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really I, like, sweet. I, <laughs> I was melted a little bit, too, with that moment. It was nice, but the again, the, the, the taking of the spider mantle, I don't know. I, did, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't like the way he died. Maybe, I, maybe we're not supposed to like the way he died. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't want Spider-Man to die in a bloated crossover, which you probably is probably how he'll actually eventually die in the uh, real life. Actually, uh, uh, Jr. Did you like anything in the book? Uh, actually, I did kind of like the uh, the fate of the superpowered Uncle Ben, kind of where he ended up, you know. But yeah. but that's it. I mean, really, no. It, I agree. That was the only good moment. Yeah, it's yeah. it's this was this was just awful, just painful. Painful, George. Any moments you liked? Uh, just knowing that the uh, Spider Girl Mary Jane was alive. Yeah. You know the that you know her mom actually at least made it through. Um, that made me feel. I was like, well, at least that's one thing. But the rest of it was complete and utter crap. Uh, cons. What's the biggest con of the book? Oh man. Um, yeah, where do you start? I, I, yeah, I mean, it's just it's. I think the thing is about this is just that the. Um, I think it's just. I mean, like you said, alluded to Brad that hold that whole moment where Peter is like, "Oh, I've I've gained confidence of because I've led this team," and I'm thinking you didn't lead squat this whole time, and now and now it's like it just rained on a completely false note that now he has his confidence to lead his company or something after he gets back. It's another example of slot telling you what to feel, feel or right. What to, should think, but that's not what happened. Oh no! I, I read the damn thing and I paid for it. That he did not lead. <laughs> if anything, he was a he was a wimp, as opposed as we saw in the last panel right. of the book. He's a wimp. Mm-hmm. He's a wimp. Yeah, and the other and, amazing Spider-Man. And the other weird thing was that the, the the way this thing was structured, because the thing is that like because because while they're because 
because while they're fighting Otto, they also decide at the same time they're having this whole discussion about, oh, what's going to happen? Who's, who's going to replace the Master Weaver? What, who is the Master Weaver? And all this other stuff. And, and it's kind of this weird, you know, it was trying to go in back and forth, and it didn't really kind of mesh very well at all because it just um, – and then you got the and then speaking of that master weaver thing, I mean, yeah, I suppose it kind of make you know it kind of like the reason why it kind of makes sense, I guess, with what trying to make it with that that Karn because remember if you go back all the way to the Superior uh, Spider Man uh, thirty two and thirty three tie-ins, they really kind of tried to build this guy up as oh he's a major important player in this thing, and so and there's so it's trying to establish that there is kind of a connection there, but but the problem is. He's barely been in this whole thing. I mean, he's like I said, he's only, I mean, the only time you saw him was in one panel of one issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and you had to read a backup story in, uh, and not a backup story, but one of the stories in, in Spider-Verse Team-Up. And yeah. so the whole impact of this scene is completely lost. Like any kind of, whatever kind of you're supposed to feel about this thing, it's not even there. And so it's kind of just reads it as completely meaningless. And, and all those are this whole thing about again that this this thing about the um, ain't about like um you know that I mean that, yeah it just this just was just right. a complete letdown and you know kind of almost on our, every level and everything like this. Just. Any other cons that we haven't mentioned? I think the biggest sin, mm-hmm. the assumption that Mayday is just going to fit magically into her father's costume. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know next time we see it, it's going to be plastered on her. Well, actually, oh, we do get a glimpse of her in it, actually. And if you where okay, you know when the, when Spider UK is like you know declaring about where they're where you know that you know some that oh let me look at I thought that was just an homage picture no 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 that's going to be those oh be, there you go yeah so there there she is there she is rule thirty two Spider Man <laughs> um, it's where like is it? um. It's, it's go buy Spider Verse Secret Wars. Yeah, buy Spider Verse Secret Wars and everything. We got a little group shot. Spider UK and Aranya are amazing friends. Yeah, that's it. right. And you got Spider Gwen and Spider Man India, Spider Man Noir, Spider Ham. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, it just fits perfectly. I mean, that's, absolutely. I mean, she yep. has all of Peter's measurements, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, these things, uh, and we always use the word bloated. Uh, for this thing, but it's so huge. I mean, it's like the one character out of all these people. Well, I mean, I've always liked Spider Ham. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the the one character in all this that I actually came to appreciate was Lady Spider, the steampunk spider mm-hmm. gal. Mm-hmm. And after she and 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 Miguel come back on Leo Pardon so they can grab a guy last issue, <laughs> we 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 don't see her again. Oh no, no, we don't even see where she goes. She's presumably stuck inside Leopardon, and she's gone back to Japan with Spider-Man. I, we, we don't know where she... I, I assume she went back to her, to her original timeline. But, you know, it's just... It's all so jarring, because, like, you know, she was there, and it was really good over in 2099, despite being, you know, obligatory crossover crap. Uh, and then, But then 2099, you know, then suddenly she's not there, and we're going into the next goddamn setup for the next goddamn event. Yeah. You know, oh my God! It's just I'm so tired of events. Am I alone? I mean, is it just? I, oh, I, I I'm getting there too. I'm getting there too. I don't too. get it, man. 
Like, like uh, with all the Secret Wars spinoff titles, every day there's a new one. Jesus. Literally. Oh, literally. no doubt, man. And when I'm reading these, I'm like, well, I'm going to save money here. I'm going to save money here. I'm going to save money here. Uh, I'm not going to buy that. Nope. It's almost like I get a daily email, like, what things not, I'm not going to buy. We're back in the 90s, but with better art. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. J- JR, any comments about the cons? What's your, what, what did you hate? There's, there's nothing there's nothing more to say about it, to be honest. Yeah, it's, I agree. I say we move on to issue number 16, and JR, you've got this. <laughs> Take it, sir. Oh, lucky me. Okay. Spider-Verse is over. Yes, That's the, the, first story in the, the first story in the post-Spider-Verse era begins with Spider-Man yes. fighting that fearsome foe, the Iguana, <laughs> who is wanting to herald the new age of reptiles. Yeah. Hey, Iguana, the lizard called, and he wants his shtick back. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I, anyway. I love what Mike said. Mike, Mike, in your review, you were like, this guy hasn't been seen since Speck in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know if it was me or, or um, Andrew or something, but yeah, it was like one of these guys yeah. that just, you know, or like, it's basically like, um, yeah, it's, like, it's the green Stegron is basically what this guy is, although, I, although I'm not going to defend you, George, for even comparing the iguana to the Stegron, so... There's, look, but. look, Stegron <laughs> wannabes are a dime a dozen. I mean, they, yeah. there's more and more popping up every day. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy is just another Stegron wannabe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, JR. We three off track by the awesome mention of the iguana. Well, they, I... Was thinking, you know, green Stegron for, uh, you know, St. Patty's Day, you know, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but but instead you found that, you know, picture of s- green Spider-Man, which, as George kind of said, looks like a green nose goblin. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, so anyway, here we are b- back at this, back at uh, issue number 16, which none of us could wait to get back to. Aunt May calls during this fight. Oh, Peter, are you and Anna Maria still coming over for dinner this weekend? Well, of course, since Peter never had the balls to fess up that he's Spider-Man, he can't tell Aunt May, you know, sorry, Aunt May, I don't do midgets. That was Doc Ock in my body. Uh, Wow. Man, JR. (laughs) You know, Doc Ock, you know, that crazy perv that supposedly wanted to do you a few years back and even tried to marry you? Yeah, that's him. He does senior citizens and midgets. Creep, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I so JR's going to get his first review on iTunes. Oh, no, he won't. He's bulletproof, dude. Bulletproof. All right. He's bulletproof. Oof. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's like uh, I'm not I'm not responsible for, you know, the death of six million people or whatever, like George over there is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just because George asked, wait a, wait a minute, wait, you know, do we necessarily have to be a, have a politically correct Spider-Man? And then all of a sudden, well, you're responsible for the death of six billion people, you bastard. But anyway, that's I another know. story. I know. I'm Anyway, he so anyway Peter can't tell Aunt May that. So he comes up with some something cowardly and diversionary while the shriveled up old bastard that Aunt May really is doing at the time, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's old man, is is bidding at some auction house for some of Felicia Hardy's old shit. But we don't know it's Felicia Hardy's old shit until that great. Backup story late in the issue, which I can't get to. Oh, well, anyway, Anna Maria then calls, and she and the currently PMSing Shajani What's-Her-Name are waiting for Pete to show up at the Department of Corrections because Parker Industries is going to try to land this contract to build a new supervillain prison. 
okay, because as we know, Peter Parker has good experiences with supervillain prisons. You know, he was such a big fan of the one Tony Stark built back in Civil War, remember? So Peter is always... We we do, but Spider-Man doesn't. <laughs> so we know that Peter has always had a soft spot in his house for warehousing bad guys, and you know, and, and, and the fact that Tony Stark threatened to send him there once, you know, had no impact on him whatsoever. Uh, you know, it's like, do you, you know, Dan, do you even fucking read anything that's been printed by your own company in the last few years? <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, so Johnny. So Johnny oh, What's-Her-Name believes that the whole idea of a supervillain prison is bleeding-heart bullshit, which actually, <laughs> to be honest, is kind of true. But so Johnny's not saying it because of any personal belief system or because of any problematic personal experiences. She's only saying it to be antagonistic because the plot demands that she be antagonistic rather than actually have a character that actually believes in something that may or may you know may be counter to our hero's objectives but she's just there to be a bitch that's you a, know that, that's, that's a great that's, that's, that's a great right goddamn up. point there wow well i mean it's wow it's, she's not she's not making making a point she's not making a valid counterpoint she's not engaging in a in a debate with peter it's just she's just being antagonistic she's just it's, being bitchy it's because it's because what we're dealing with here is something that oh, is only concerned with story it's story driven but it's not character driven well, if the story no, no. is interesting, it might be excusable, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> all so, she's really doing, oh, sorry, I was just, you know, all she's really doing is pointing out his flaws. That's like the whole purpose of that scene. Yes, and yeah. and, and and you know, basically, it's it, it just goes to prove that women are just a bunch of bitches. That's why. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, Jr. I, wow. I'm, I'm speaking for Dan Slot. I mean, I'm not, but you know, I mean, oh, oh. it's like why bother? Why bother to create an actual three dimensional character with their own perspective or view? Just make her I, a bitch. I am so getting blamed for that. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you say that, George? Like, right? I'm right here. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, oh, and speaking of another positive female uh, character in this uh, in this book, Liz Allen, by the way. Uh, who is now presented as a scheming bitch, uh, you know, because that's what she's always been in the last 52 years of Spider-Man. You know, she's always been a shifty, evil, scheming CEO type bitch, you know, because, uh, you know, Alchemax just presented their proposal for a supervillain prison to the Department of Corrections, you know, and of course she's with Tyler Stone and Mark Raxton, nothing shifty about those guys. Uh, and as she, you know, she wishes out loud that something would throw a monkey wrench into Parker Industries' plans, and then Raxton and Stone are, you know, looking at each other with a couple of wink winks, you know, hey, butt buddy, you know, let's go do this, hey, wink wink. <laughs> Again, I'll get the hate for that. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, they are there, they're winking at, and I mean, it's... Wow. Don't you just love Humberto Ramos's art, you know, I mean, this is, well... Uh, everything is just so subtle here. Okay, so <coughs> so Raxton and Stone and I thought wait a minute I thought uh, Harry had cured Mark Raxton right I thought Harry yes, had like did. yeah and that Mark wasn't a bad guy anymore right Yep. So why is he exchanging evil winks with Tiberius Stone? I don't know. Ask Dan Slot because he was the one that wrote the story where he reformed Mark Raxton. <laughs> Remember that way back yeah, in Brandy yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and Liz is claiming that Alchemex cured Mark Raxton. Well, wait a minute, wasn't it your like your ex husband? Yeah. 
who we haven't seen. He got the hell out of that oh, We haven't seen him. <laughs> it, was, it was so important to bring him back from the dead that we then wrote him out of the script. Yeah. You know, wrote him out of the story. Uh, and then, and then, of course, you know, we gave him another child because, after all, he'd never had a child before. And then, when the writers remember that he actually had a child, then they explained it by the fact that he goes weeks without thinking about his child. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that worked got... really well, too. Anyway, okay, so what happens is evil winking Tyler Stone and evil winking Mark Raxton go to the Black Cat's uh, pool club, you know, where, you know, the, the, she's beaten up, she's having the ringer beat up, but we're going to get to that later in this great backup story. Uh, and But anyway, so they go there and they want to hire, and, and winking Mark Raxton and winking Tiberius Stone want to hire the ghost to do something to Parker, take Parker Industries out permanently to be continued. Well, okay, then we flip the page and we not only find out that this great black cat backup story is here, but it's also the first of a three-parter because we demanded it. And we find out that the black cat is having the ringer beat up because he's skimming her profits. And the whole point of the story is to say how cold she's become, cold and hard. Uh, and anyway, and, she's, and then she says, huh, the colder and harder I get, the badder I get, and the better my bad luck powers work. So this justifies the entire cluster F that my storyline has become. <laughs> and then there's this blonde who's there on all Felicia's old shit. And this is such an interesting damn story that it's only the first part out of three because we demanded it. And I gave, we're gonna have a, I gave so it a D minus because I wanted to give it an F because, you know, you know the term doubling down, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it, it almost seems like this whole backup story was a deliberate doubling down of a bad idea. And in other words, it's like, well, you people thought this was a shit idea. So what? We're going to give you even more of it. And we're going to we're going to double down and try twice as hard to justify it, and that'll get you people to stop complaining about it. Yeah, this, yeah. It's so a doubling down of Felicia's a bad backstory. <sighs> yeah, I, I, essentially, yeah. I think so. I mean, I, in fact, I, I it, one of these. Re see, this is why I'm never going to read Mike's or Andrew Roebuck's reviews again because <laughs> ever I. Whenever I think I have an original idea, I go and I read their reviews, and they've like already, you know, copped it all, and I feel like so unoriginal and stuff, you know, that all I'm doing is mouthing their reviews. But uh, I, I think they came to the same con inde independent conclusions that I did. What didn't mm -hmm. didn't you guys didn't you Mike? I mean, it was like it was like we were being force fed this crap. Oh you yeah, know? I mean, if if I was just grading the backup story alone, it would probably get like about a D or D, D, D and stuff like that. But I think that since the first story was slightly better than what we have been getting, it sort of averaged it out to about like about a C. So, but yeah, this this thing was just you know we'll get into that though later, I'm sure. But yeah, but anyway, this See, this 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 is this is just an awful story. And I mean, I mean, and yeah, I uh, you know the whole. Uh, you know, my obvious hyperbole in, in talking about, you know, in disparaging the female characters. I mean, but that's that's what he's that's what's being written. They're just oh, yeah. all, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would agree. Let's go around the horn for grades. Jr. gave it a what? A D minus D minus uh, Ashley. I'm feeling very lonely here because I actually really liked the, the back story, mm. but I gave it okay. about a B. OK, uh, George, I gave the whole thing a D. <laughs> Uh, Mike, um, I give the whole thing an average of about a C. 
I mean, like, you know, yeah. but... I'd give it a C plus. Mm-hmm. Um, what pros? What did we all like? What'd you like, Jr.? Go first. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not an F. Well, you know that's right. that. What, what is it? That, what, something to, can... to, to, to use something to to paraphrase something that the great late Kevin Cushing once said. It's like what saying <laughs> just because just because I got my hand run over, you know. <laughs> Didn't mean it wasn't as bad as getting. You know, I don't know what the. You, you have to understand how Brad looks at things. Well, I, if it's if it was an F, that that would mean that there's no good. No, no. To if it. there's an F, it means that something egregious, as as, as Zach Joyner would say, okay. something egregiously egregious happened. <laughs> and but but with a D, it can be just like this whole thing sucked, but nothing mm-hmm. pissed me off. Nothing nothing mm-hmm. really set me off. And an mm-hmm. F is like I have some legitimate gripes with you, just like Iguana says. I have some legitimate beefs with you people. Yeah. Uh, Does that make sense, okay. Brad? No, but uh, yeah, I guess I understand. You you got to be really pissed off. You're just bored with a D, and you're disappointed. An F is like, by God, I have to take to the internet to write this injustice. A D is like, yeah, <laughs> this was. Not <laughs> yeah, an F is like, you know, like I always say, something is just so personally offensive. You know, like like I've like said, the, I don't I don't think of my kids. Exactly, stuff. stuff is like where you where you know. I mean, who honestly wrote this shit type of thing? You know. Uh, any pros out of anybody? Ashley, I'll, you gave it the highest grade. Let's, let's go. Yeah, I'll here. go ahead and speak in defense of Black Cat Stories. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I actually got really excited when I saw, saw this, especially like the subtitles, like Stolen Memories. To me, this says they're finally going to address the fact that she's been only had like half of her actual character present in every single issue since what Brand New Day during that whole crap fest. So it seems like they're what the ringer tells her that oh you know the black cat everyone used to know had a heart it implies that you know you were different before but now you're like this completely different person and you know, you're you're hard you're merciless you're you know you're you're ruthless and vengeful and bloodthirsty and you kind of see the start to click with her she's just like at a loss for words and she when she reflects on it later what it okay and she doesn't quite reflect on that later but I, I just really got this feeling like you know Felicia's back because like the second you, know, you see this she starts She's... doubting herself like she doesn't really get sucked into that this is not the kind of person she is she, instead she just swings so hard to the other side denying anything and it's just like no there's, there's no room for that no room for doubt I'm going to stick to my guns hardcore and like you know she's gonna fail but like i always so you you saw a glimmer of the black cat that you know in a character that hasn't been the same exactly isn't this the same police that just murdered a shit ton of people in another book (laughs) probably what was that oh god that was like deadpool and hawkeye thing yeah there's like a deadpool hawkeye thing where apparently she freaks out and just kills like a shitload of people really well that's that's too bad this is what i heard i haven't read it so Mm -hmm. huh even I didn't read that book. But I, I feel like there's some questions I've had for the past like five years that are finally going to get answered, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. glad to find like to see some self awareness, you know, to see her character. You know, there's maybe 
you know, this can be reversed and we'll get back to the Felicia oh, that I've Ashley. known and loved. I don't want. I don't I'm want going to, to hold on to my. I hope. don't want you to set yourself up. <laughs> hold on to your. No. <laughs> Whether so... it is rewarded or not, I can have this for just a moment. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, the art was nice. I liked. I liked Humberto Ramos's yeah. art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're the one. JR did not. I like. I like Ramos as an artist. Yeah, but you said that you don't like him for Spider-Man. You said you like him for other things, but he's not a good Spider-Man artist. He, no, I also said he's tightened his style up a lot more than what he used to when yeah. he first started doing when he first started drawing the character over what in Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. His style is is night and day different compared to that. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, pro, I, 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 like, I, I like the iguana saying, "This is why I want to kill you humans because you're on your cell phone so often." I thought that was <laughs> yeah. Funny. I thought that was cute. Yeah, yeah that's a legitimate reason to want to kill people. <laughs> I would agree. Um, <laughs> I, I have a I have a positive. I actually have a pro here. Go ahead, go for it. Uh, the best line of dialogue uh, was delivered by the black cat when she's telling her goons that uh, business happens in her back room. Mm. <laughs> 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 and then she even asked somebody, "Unless you want to see the back room," and I was like, "Whoa!" That's and, and immediately in my head, I'm here. I take you to the candy shop. <laughs> oh. Wow. <coughs> the rest was crap. Oh. <laughs> well, here's my thing about the black cat, all right? <clears throat> because, you know, she's at this auction, right? She's being against against Jay, you know, who can't Wait, decide. No, if actually, that's not. Actually, I thought that was her, but it's not. Okay, remember the flashback uh, showing that blonde woman who's kind of going ugh at Felicia, which <laughs> Felicia's all being a hoity toity? It's that it's that person. Oh my so God, she, you're right. Yeah, because she's in other words, that's so she's been. In other words, it's kind of implying that she's the one buying all of Felicia's stuff. I guess oh, because right. oh, I'm going to stick it to you know because Felicia was so oh high and mighty when she was all rich and fa- rich and hobnob with the rich folks. So I'm going to stick it to her kind of thing. I think that's what that's supposed to be. Well, I don't know actually because like their their dialogues mirrored the. If you look yeah. at it's hard I know. to tell that's what, what I mean. I, yeah, I that was, to me it's hard to tell with the art. But like the the girl like, in the flashback is like she's really skinny. She's got like this really narrow face. I'm trying well, to I'm like saying that she has the same hair part and color and stuff as that other woman. That's why I'm thinking this is supposed to be the same chick. Oh god! But yeah. like her facial, her jaw, and like her nose, like she's drawn so sharply, like it looks like Felicia. Well, it's Ramos. He has but. like very his characters have varying degrees of elephantitis and stretching ability. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so that's part of the difficulty trying to determine who, if this is supposed to be Felicia in disguise, or if it's supposed to be some other character. Yeah. I kind of think it's supposed to be some other character. But, well, her you know. hair is parted on the exact same way. I can kind of yeah. see from now. Did, so did you guys like the I'm on the cell phone fight? Like, I, I like that part. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of an it, that was kind of an interesting, kind of a weird. You know, I mean that's like like back to Spider-Man's double life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was nice. And it was like Iguana became self-aware for a moment and realized how useless he was in this scene and how he was really just there right. so Spider-Man could be fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have Poor to wait Iguana. another 30 years to fight Spider-Man. I can't relate to a rich old uh, Aunt May. <laughs> I can't relate to an, an Aunt May that uh, doesn't have money problems. <laughs> I can't what, be like a proper her, manifesto has, like, Aunt May. What, actually? She's got her own, like, her sleek hair and the sassy face. I'm like, what? who is this? Marvel can't decide... She does not look like Aunt May. Marvel can't decide if Aunt May is 80 or if she's Helen fucking Mirren. 
<laughs> she actually does look like Helen Mirren in that in that oh, picture. Oh, that's funny. Um, Jr., did you not like the iguana I'm on the cell phone fight? I thought that was funny. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Well, I mean, isn't that the old? I mean, that's classic Spider-Man in the fact that he's he's being torn by two worlds: his his civilian life and his uh, superhero life. Well, what it tells me is that's that apparently, me, what it what it tells me is that apparently your life force can be you know things that. The, that has literally sucked your life away can be rejuvenated by uh, some chick uh, sassing you over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he starts off talking about how draining, you know, he's like, yeah, I mean, like, actual life force. It's life force. I had, you know. I, I also like the part where he was like, I'm spy, spy, spying a cab. I thought that was cute. <laughs> well, some yeah. of us just have our life force drained day by day over 26 years. <laughs> oh. Right? No, okay, here it is. Yeah, he says, fighting Morlun took a lot out of me. Literally, and the drugstore doesn't have over-the-counter remedies for drained life force. Yet, yeah. yet so Johnny talks shit to him over the phone, and suddenly he's like, yeah, I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah. I am rejuvenated. I have my second burst of energy. And I'm like, literally, you have done nothing to get it. <laughs> There's nothing. You, you just fought someone. You should be weaker. I was wondering how many days this is supposed to be taking after Spider-Verse, if he's still feeling the effects of the Moreland thing, and also how all everybody's kind of giving him razzing about, oh, where have you been? We haven't seen you in days, and don't you know about this meeting and everything like this? Well, you know, at the same time, he kind of, and also, but if you haven't seen him in days, how does he know about dinner plans? And I don't know. Yeah. But, so. Yeah, it, it's a mess. Yeah. All right, any final words on this one before we wrap this episode well, up? Well, I think a J, a JR was kind of saying it a little bit, kind of touched on it, about how the main problem is the, is sort of the is how the is the portrayal of the various female characters. For instance, the Shijani, you know, she's just, like you said, she's just mad at Peter just because. Although, in earlier issues, the reason why she opposed the supervillain prison was because she didn't claim, she claimed it, was, it wasn't cost-effective enough and it was a bad business model. Well... That's out the window since Alchemax is kind of trying to b build their own supervillain prison, so which means they think it's cost-effective and a good sound business model. So, oh, we got to come up with some other reasons. Oh, I know it's because building a supervillain prison is somehow bleeding heart liberal nonsense. And then you got, and of course, like I said, with Liz Allen, like, yeah, when did she become this like, you know? you know, kind of like, you know, evil business tycoon type or something like this. I was like, gee, I wonder, somebody should take care of Parker Industries. If only there was somebody who could do it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And and also, yeah, the whole thing with the black hat, I think the main problem with that, and the reason why I think I'll think this is, is, is the bits built on this really, I think, a false premise. It's like, because when has Felicia Hardy ever given a damn about her reputation? I mean, or, I mean, or about being like a great, you know, I mean, because, or what, uh, what her, what so-called society friends think, and also this, this idea that oh, somehow because Spock punched her and she got arrested, that she lost everything and her identity was outed, even though she or her identity was already public and she was actually known to be a hero and all this other stuff. It's just like yeah, but no. Brad, were you going to say something about Liz? 
There, I, I was wondering what you guys thought about that one scene where she's like fixing his tie. It seemed like a nice little moment. Yeah, she, she just shows came. she's got some kind of effect. It kind of showing she's still got. Some I mean that that harkened that harkened back to high school. It's, it's like she's I playing thought. with food, dude. I mean, this is okay. slots. Slots Liz is not the Liz that you remember. It's not. It's you have to remember that Slot has changed Liz to fit what he wants Liz's role in the story to be. Mm-hmm. Um. To, if you want to see a well-written Liz, you can look at the beginning of Peter David's 2099, mm-hmm. where he was writing Liz coming from the same standpoint, but making it more believable for that character, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. which is something Slot, again, is incapable of doing. He, he, the man absolutely does not know what subtlety is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and anyway, Liz is saying, I remember you stumbling in late again, totally... Like every other day, how many classes did you miss? You know, and this is back in high school. Peter didn't didn't start missing classes until college, and of course, Liz didn't go to college with Peter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you and know. then also, and then there's of course there's a line where saying, "Well, he's always had did have a way of snatching victory from the jaws of defeat." Like it's almost like she's kind of a speaking as if this guy was a rival or something. But even though she had a crush on him the whole time in high school and stuff like this, it's just kind of a it's oh, kind of a real make that she fit. Oh, that's right. Who, who was right. it? Who was it? What, what would happen if uh, Slot wrote Cinderella? Would he just <laughs> get a hammer, a hammer and nail, and put that shoe on the guy, on the gal? I mean, what? Uh, who was it that that was it? You or Andrew, uh, Mike, who said uh, who questioned the whole thing about him being a valedictorian? I did. Okay. Because we, remember, if you go back to, I guess you have to go back in the back issues and stuff. About, I did with the we actual graduation issue. Yeah, when I went back showed, and I read that. I, when I went back yeah. and read that, what he does say is that well, what, what is said, I don't, I don't know if he said it about himself or somebody said it about him that he had the no, it was the, I think it was the principal. He had a scholarship, like full ride scholarship. Yeah, was saying that he had the highest sustained GPA of any student that had ever gone there. Okay, so that so that would make him a valedictorian. Yeah, I was about to say. There's, I mean, yeah. that, that 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 makes him a valedictorian. I mean, even if they don't come out and say it, I mean, if he has the highest GPA. He's the val- that's what the valedictorian. Yeah, is. but I, I'm just kind of joking about the fact that okay, I can you know, as valedictorian, we certainly didn't see him give a graduation speech because You're of that issue. Ass but- hat. I mean, I remember Jake. Uh, I mean, jo- I remember Jonah's speech in that issue, and but and but the, the, <laughs> the, the reason I gave it a little higher. This is a little bit more grounded Spider-Man that I like. Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean it's not off in Silver Surfer land, right? You know, yeah, it's, and, and it's not out now, outer space. It's not in a timeline. This is Spider-Man. It's dealing it's, with problems at home. It's problems with dealing with superheroing. It was nice to get that awful taste of Spider-Verse out of him. He's finally the life. friendly neighborhood Spider-Man again because he's finally back in his neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. He hasn't been there in six months, has he? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's not give it. Let's not get Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any final words on this one before we wrap it up? What Mike said is going to keep me up at night about what's that? If who that chick is at the end, if it's Felicia or not. Oh yeah. Well, oh my I, God. I'm here to I'm here to serve. Go. <laughs> well, it's not, now Thanks. That, because now that he said it, it's starting to look like like Black Cat's going to rob this gal. Yeah. That's right. I think no, that's, that's why. He, that's what Slot's setting up. The, is the and it'll be such a twist. Yes. What what gal is your? Who do you suspect? It's the blonde gal? woman that was at the same auction at, at, at that Jay and Aunt May were at. Um, <laughs> the one who's just like, oh. 